Each spring, CMC hosts its annual Maximum Man Conference. This two-day, men-only event is designed to equip, empower, and encourage men. Now, enjoy this message from Lead Pastor Tim Brooks. God created men. And God created men for a plan and for a purpose. And we're going to be talking about the fact that your church needs you. Your church needs your masculinity. Your church needs your male leadership. Your community needs your male input. And today's generation is stealing masculinity from us. In fact, it's concerning. Masculinity is almost becoming a a negative word. When you say masculine or masculinity, it it starts to rub people the wrong way. Well, it's going to be a great conference. (laughs) I can't hardly wait to get into all that we're going to talk about here. I was just thinking today, you have made the effort. Some of you have driven 8, 10, 12, 14 hours to get here. Uh, You've made the effort, you've made the time, you've made the expense to get here. And, And here's what hit me today. God sees that. God sees the fact that some of you are wore smooth slap dab out. You have been working all day long and you ran home, grabbed a shower, and you got here. And God sees, I was overwhelmed with the fact that God sees that. And every time in His Word, we see where man calls on, where man seeks, where man asks, where man knocks. Anytime man extends his hand toward God, God is right there. And I begin to be overwhelmed today with the fact that you're going to leave here wowed by what God's going to speak to you. God's going to do something inside of you because you could be home watching TV or out to eat or going to a movie or entertaining yours. There's a million other things you could have been doing except you made the time to stop and to come to a men's conference to get in tune with God and God sees that. God sees you reaching your hand toward him. And I, I'm telling you, some of you won't even get home. Some of you on break tomorrow are going to have to run out the back door and call your wife. You're going to be so excited about what you just heard. Something's going to be spoken inside you that you've been praying for, thinking about, looking for, needing answers for. You're going to, on break, you're going to call your wife and say, it's already worth my time here. I'm telling you, I'm coming home a different person than I came here. For those who are single here, all the singles around you need a man. They need the example of a man. For those who are married in here, your wife needs a man. For those of you who have children in here, your children need a man. Looking forward to this conference, I looked in the dictionary and I just looked up the word masculine. And here's what the dictionary said. Strong, vigorous, and man-ish. I've been thinking about that for a month. Manish. You know what that means? It means you dress like a man. It means you walk like a man. It means you talk like a man, you act like a man, you think like a man, you respond like a man. And this generation is taking away manishness. And we're weanifying men. 
Some of you who this first time to sit with me, you're going to learn some new words that maybe you're not familiar with. But we weenifying men, making men woman-ish instead of man-ish. And I'm just going to be honest with you. We're just men in here. There ain't nothing I like better than femininity. There's nothing I like better than femininity. Just not in another man. <laughs> See, God created men to be masculine. Strong, vigorous, and mannish. And today, that is being minimized. And that's why we're having this conference. That's what this entire conference is all about. The maximum man. God created you a man. And just, I'm not talking about 10 years ago. I'm not talking about 8 years ago. I'm talking about four, three, four, five years ago. What is happening just whoosh. It's foolish. It's foolish. Men... I want you to understand that cosmetic surgery does not change chromosomes. And all this transgender and gender identity search and gender choice, it has no scientific value. Regardless of how you feel, the earth is round. It's not flat. And it would be very foolish to demand that the Supreme Court vote on whether the earth was round or flat. That has been well established. That is verifiably established. And it's not up to a recent vote to decide, now after 6,000 years of history, if the world is flat or not. That is a proven scientific fact that is verifiable for every generation. Let your hair grow long, put your hair up in a woman's hairdo, paint your fingernails, put on lipstick, wear high heels, have cosmetic surgery, feel different. But I want you to know, before you, when you were formed in the womb, there was a chromosome alignment, and while you were still in the womb, a check of the chromosomes would show that those of you sitting here have one X and a Y. That's what you have. Women have two X's. Men have an X and a Y chromosome alignment, and that can be identified now. We can tell the gender of a baby in the womb. Regardless of how you feel, there's not 37 genders. There's only two. There's an XX, and there's an XY, and that's verifiable, and that's non-changeable, regardless of the cosmetic surgery and the hormone pills you take. See, when an individual is emotionally unhappy with their life. That is psychological confusion. And that is a 100% mental disorder. That's not a physical disorder. That is a mental problem. And cosmetic surgery doesn't change science. And I want you not to ever, ever, ever again ever say sex change. Because that's impossible. Now, you can refer to somebody's having some cosmetic surgery, but you don't change your chromosome alignment. So trying to sell us on this sex change idea is a foolish notion because you don't change your chromosome alignment. You say, well, they've had cosmetic surgery, but they had not had a sex change. Feelings change. They fluctuate. People will always fluctuate. Feelings will fluctuate. People's 
ideology will change depending upon what happens to them in their early childhood. But I want you to know that scientifically, God created you an X and a Y chromosome. You're a man, and we're going to be talking about the fact that he did that for a purpose. There is a vital need in this life for your mannishness. And cosmetic surgery is trying to treat a mental disorder with a physical surgery. It'd be like having a torn ligament in your ankle and having wrist surgery. Well, it's not, that, that's not the issue here. For mental confusion, we've got to have a re-mental orientation. There doesn't need to be physical change, cosmetic surgery, or hormone change, or you grow your hair to fix a mental problem that someone's dealing with. You don't change a God-assigned assignment. You don't change that. His gifts and His callings are irrevocable, regardless of what experiences you have had in your childhood. Men, I don't know if you know this, but women are different. Real different. When two X chromosomes line up, there's a real difference. It's not close to the same. They think different. Now, I'm getting a blank stare. Some of you single young men in here, you don't know this. Wait till you start sharing a checkbook with them. Wait till you start sharing a credit card with them. They're different. They act different. They, 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 vow, they think different. What they think is a goodbye, it's not a goodbye. My wife has always told me, honey, this is a wise investment. And I've never got her understand an investment is something you resell and make money on. And we won't ever sell that dress or those shoes. That's not an investment. They think different. And when you explain it very clear to them, they can't get it. And, and they're not weird because they're weird. They're weird because they're different. And God created them to be very distinctly different than a man. And there is a broad gap between XX and an XY. And we are blending the genders in this society today, and it is very, very dangerous because it goes against God's fundamental plan of His order of creation. Men, you got to teach your sons to walk like a man. Oh, oh, oh don't, don't, don't do that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't cross your legs like that. At three and four, whoa, 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 whoa. Go, go get some jeans that fit. Those don't. See, jeans don't touch you all up in here. Ho, 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 ho. We ain't wearing that now. No, 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 no. Back in your room. Whoa, whoa, whoa. See, you don't wait to see what they become. In the womb, we knew what God created. We don't wait to see what's going to happen. God decided an X and a Y, and now you have the responsibility to train and to develop a man. Men, make sure you don't train your daughters to be a man. Train and teach them to be feminine quality. Oh, here's the way you walk. Whoa, 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 don't, don't cross your legs like that. Here, you cross your legs like this. Whoa, 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 
Don't talk like that. That's rough. That's coarse. You talk a little softer. You talk a little softer. See, don't wait to see what their emotions and feelings tell them. God decided in the womb to put two X's together. And men, you've got the responsibility to raise a feminine daughter. We don't let emotions dictate and decide what we're going to do. God decides and guides. Not our whim of the flesh, not our past experiences, not our upbringing, not what we were taught, when we, not what we were shown. God decides your future. And women are a gift from God to the home. They are a gift from God to the home. They are more emotional. They are more feminine. Men protect that. Don't be irritated by that. You are the stability. You are the strength. You are the consistency. You are the rock. And for men to be on this emotional roller coaster has got to stop. That's a feminine characteristic. You're going to have to be stable, consistent every single day. The same man that comes home from work every day. See, men, you're always there. Not just physically, but you are always there. You are always there loving. You're always there providing love. You are always there bringing security. You are always there serving. You are always there providing for. See, man is the consistency, the dependable force in the home. And as long as I'm here, she can know everything's going to be okay. Well, Tim, you're not telling me anything. I, I'm, not, I'm not contemplating cosmetic surgery. I'm telling you, the enemy is after manhood in this generation. And this is something that each and every one of us are going to have to give some mental effort to and make sure that we are making appropriate changes in not only our life, but those around us. This generation is destroying manhood. Look at men, the way they dress, the way they walk, the way they wear their hair. Whoa, 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 what in the world? What's happening? This generation is destroying masculinity. Men, you provide, you produce, you protect. Instead, now we got men that have been looking for a job for seven years while their wife has one. Or worse, the parents still supporting and you're 25, 27, 29, still trying to figure out what you're going to be when you grow up. Come on, men today are not the smartest in class. And you, you know, used to, that wasn't true. Men today are not the smartest in junior high and in high school. Men today are not the leaders in school. They're not the president of the student body. They're not leading the senior class. Men today are not the leaders in church. Men today are not the leaders in home. I'm just asking, who says in the home, absolutely we'll be in church tomorrow? Who says we need to go to home group on Sunday night? Who teaches the children? I'm telling you, the women do. The women do in this society. Here's what men do. Let me let you in on a few stat recent statistics. Here's what men do. 68% of pornography users are men. 93.3% of inmates are men. Two times as many men alcoholics. Three times as many men are arrested. 70% of treatment admission for substance abuse are men. 39% of men attend church. 61% of females do. More than 90% of men in America believe in God. 
five out of six men call themselves Christians and one out of six attend church. 30% of millennial age men don't have a job. 30%. See, this weekend is not a put-down. This isn't a put-down, but this is a highly motivating time to instill a new vision in your heart simply for your masculinity. This weekend is all about instilling a new vision in your heart just for your manhood because we're in a generation that's making that almost a dirty word. I want you to see the role of the man. And we're in a crisis in this generation. Just ask, who teaches the children? Who encourages the children? Who gets the homework with the children at night? Who keeps the house in order? Who takes care of the stuff around the home? Just the trash, the lawn, the, the door, the window, the broken down gutter. The, I'm just making an observation. If a woman is out of town or if she's sick, you can know the man's not going to get the kids dressed into church. You know, it's not the man that says, I think we need to give a big offering to this building fund. It's not the man that volunteers to help in children's church. Men are losing their role. Men go to work, and they come home, and because they have worked, there's no man in the home. Because they work, there's no man in the home. I appreciate the fact that you work, but when you come home, there's still a whole lot to do. The home needs a man. The home needs masculine input. The children you sired need a man. Out in the yard, learning how to work. How does a child, how does a young boy know how to work? By working beside a dad, in the carport, with the house, up on the roof, cleaning the gutters out. When, where, and who is going to make a man out of your son? It takes place at a very early age. He sees you shoveling. He sees you sweeping. He sees you hanging and fixing. And I watch our young men come to our program here at 18, 19, 20 years old, and they don't even know how to grab a hold of a broom. They, they don't even know, here, get this shovel. They've never seen a man put his foot on a shovel and shove it into the dirt. Just, there is some masculinity that this generation is growing up lacking when, where, and who. See, he sees you sweeping, shoveling with a screw gun, making decisions, holding your emotions under control. I mean, yes, you, you can hire all of that done, but then who's going to teach your son? Who, who is your son going to model his life after? Seeing a man that takes responsibility... See, you, you come home and you handle the trash and the broken door and the carpet and the yard and the light bulb. And those things do more than I can tell you in the heart of your wife, in the heart of your daughter, in the heart of your son, to see a man taking care of the home. The gutter hangs half off, falling down, until the woman finally calls somebody to fix it. See, men... Moment by moment, you are the man of the home. The strength, the stability, the confidence, the assurance, the peace. Man provides those things. I plan on you leaving here being motivated in life about your masculinity. 
the reason for this whole conference is America is under attack where men are concerned. The purpose of a man is being destroyed. The leadership of men is being destroyed. The wisdom that comes from a man is being destroyed. The protection that comes from a man is being destroyed. 93.3 inmates are men. 70% of substance abuse users are men. 30% of millennial age men don't have a job. What it, and all of those people are siring children. So what is that teaching their children? You know, you watch the nightly news, and I don't know if this thought ever occurs to you, but it does to me every single night. Most everything you, you see could have been prevented by dad at home. Most everything you see could have been prevented. Whoa, 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 what are you doing? Son, you be home at 10 o'clock. Nothing good happens after 10. Son, we're not going to do that. Son, we're not going to go there. Son, we're not doing... Most all that we see could be stopped by a man. This entire conference is all about overcoming the attacks that want to minimize who you are. Boy, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about all that we're going to do all tomorrow. We're going to be talking about being a maximum man. And we're going to be talking about the things that are trying to diminish your manhood. And tomorrow at 3 o'clock, we're going to be sending men back home for a wife, men back home for children, men back home for a church, for our community. We're going to be sending single men back home in a single environment that they're going to produce manhood just by their presence there. See, men, we've got to fulfill God's purpose on our life as a man. We're going to be talking about being a man in every area of our life. Some of you married, we're going to talk about the fact that your wife needs a man. Some of you have children. Some of you got grandchildren. We're going to talk about children need to see a man. Many of you are single. Your church, your community needs a man. I'm, I think about the single women with young boys trying to raise boys on their own. Single men could come in and grab that boy and teach him how to hunt, teach him how to fish, teach him how to sharpen a knife, teach him how to start a lawnmower, teach him how... See, just your input as a man is vital to this community. Not just for married men, not just for men with children. This conference is about being a maximum man. I mean, if you only get one thing out of all that we're going to talk about here, I want you to leave here knowing that there is a why to your manhood. There is a why. There, God created you a man, and He did that on purpose, and He did that for a purpose. And in a generation that is that is just never-ending, trying to diminish your masculinity, I want you to know a loss of masculinity in a society will be catastrophic. Because God created you a man on purpose. And He did so for a purpose. I want us to prepare ourselves right now for God to speak a word to you. Most of you are great men. You wouldn't be here. You're great husbands. You're great fathers. Most of you here are very committed to your church. Many, you're, you're great grandparents. But for all of us here, seeing where America is and seeing the direction that America is going, 
we all in here have got to take our life to the next level. We have to. We have to. And I pray out of all the sessions that we do that you get one sentence out of this weekend that will have a profound effect. I want tonight for you to begin not by saying, yes, I know that. Yes, I agree with that. Yes, I already believe in that. But I want to begin by night by saying, God, here I am. Speak to me. God, here I am. Show me something. God, here I am. Reveal truth to me. Our number one goal for this conference is for you to know that God created you an X and a Y chromosome. You didn't choose that. You did not choose that. You didn't wait until you were 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 to decide God put, God put an X and a Y chromosome together. I want to talk about our manhood. I want to talk about our masculinity. And we want to talk about what it means to live as a maximum man. Y'all stand with me. All of us in here, let's pray in God. God, we pray over America. We pray over the direction of our nation. God, we pray over our city, over our state. Lord, we pray over our community. Lord, tonight we pray over our churches. God, tonight, each one of us as individuals say, here I am, use me. God, here I am, use me. Lord, as you used Nehemiah, as there was such an overwhelming, a daunting task, we'll never be able to do this. And as Nehemiah gave the instruction, you don't worry about all the wall, you just worry about the wall in front of your house. God, tonight, we as men, we can't worry about all of the wall, but we can worry about the wall that's right in front of our house. God, here I am. Here I am. Man, I'm going to ask you, every one of you in here, to raise your hands, both hands. A universal, worldwide sign of submission. That's what that means. You, anywhere you go in the world and you see both hands raised, everybody recognizes that. God, I submit to you. Everybody in here praying, God, I submit to you. I submit to you. Here I am, Lord, speak to me. Use me. God, use me. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. I surrender to you. Lord, right now I stir up a fertile soil in my heart. And I ask for you to illuminate the eyes of my understanding. And Lord, that when I leave here, I have had an encounter with you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. Stay connected with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Download the CMC app by searching Christian Ministries Church in the App Store for iOS and Android. For more information about CMC and upcoming events, go to cmchurch.com.